It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Uh, well, Rich, uh, it's interesting how Christmas is so aligned with gifts and giving. And uh, that sort of thing. Do you have your Christmas shopping done? Oh, no. It's still in the process. It's <laughs> still in the process. I tell you what, folks. Listen to this now. This is the first Christmas gift. Here it is. Wow, look at all these presents. And look at the big one in the corner. It has my name on it. This is going to be a great Christmas. Yeah. What was the first Christmas present, Daddy? I know. It was gold brought by the wise men. No, it was incense and myrrh. Was it a bicycle, Daddy? <laughs> well, that came a little bit later, honey. But the first Christmas present, the very first Christmas present, was given on a crystal clear starry night a long, long time ago. Where did it come from, Daddy? The first Christmas gift came from above. Wrapped in starlight, tied with love, given with joy, a sweet baby boy, a gift for you and me. Oh, baby daddy? That's right, honey. And his name was Jesus. Jesus was born when the world needed love. Someone to show the way So God gave us all His only Son On that first Christmas day God gave it to us, right? That's right, honey The first Christmas gift Came from above Wrapped in starlight, tied with love, given with joy, a sweet baby boy, a gift for you and me. Tell me more about Jesus. Okay. Only a few really knew this child so helpless and small. Would one day be for you and me the greatest gift of all? We can sing that, Daddy. The first Christmas gift came from above, wrapped in starlight and tied with love. Never. 
Merry Christmas, honey. Yeah, that's right. Merry Christmas, Daddy. Uh, Rich, uh, for the people who are still confused about this, that Christmas is really the pro-life story, isn't it? Think about it, folks. Uh, Christ was conceived in Mary's womb. And then, of course, and then, of course, uh, when, old, when old Planned Parenthood King got word of it, while well, they were after him, and Herod, well, the king, you know, he was after he was after that Christ child. He was trying to search him down, and he was trying to find out where he is and kill him, so on and so forth. Uh, I heard John MacArthur uh, say now in the next few days he's going to preach a sermon on the whole Christmas story, starting with the birth of Christ, ending with the resurrection of Christ. And I was fascinated with that because that is the Christmas story, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. You're talking about when the wise men came to the king, and then the king killed every child under two years of age. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, when Christ was in the womb, that was God's idea to be the, to show us, to show us the importance of when the child is conceived all the way through. As I was listening to that, I was thinking, uh, what John MacArthur is going to preach on that there's five components to the Christmas story. Folks, listen to this now. First of all is the birth. And second is the life. The life of Christ while he was on earth. And the third is the death of Christ. Sacrificed. Um, and the fourth is the resurrection of Christ. And then the other is the life that he gives us thereby for those who receive him. That kind of wraps it up, doesn't it? That's right. He came to die. Well, now here, with all the people, man alive, uh, Rich, your, your mother was still working on Christmas cards. And she's sending out Christmas cards and trying to get them all addressed and signed and all that sort of thing. But here's something about a Christmas card to Jesus. Hear it. Well, here it is Christmas time again, Lord. Folks are doing their usual rushing about, making preparations for family feasting and exchanging of gifts. As I watch this routine every year, I'm made to wonder if very many people stop to think anymore what they're actually supposed to be celebrating. Seems many have forgotten that first Christmas so long ago when you came to our world and brought your gifts of love and mercy. Apparently some have lost sight of the life that you gave to pay for our sins that we might be reconciled to your Father. Seems a shame, Lord, that in our rush to complete the gift lists and prepare so many good things to eat, we're prone to just leave you out. How short-sighted of us to allow the central figure of our celebration, you, Lord, to be shoved into the background. We're such silly characters, we humans, taking ourselves so seriously, acting as though our present lives were so important, putting our energies into such meaningless activity. You'd think by now we'd have learned, Lord, that the really important part of this life is how we relate to you and how we serve you. Can you forgive us? As we flutter through this Christmas season, will you help us to be aware of the things that really matter, like peace, love, and goodwill? And make us mindful of your blessed presence, dear Lord, which puts Christmas in our hearts through every day of the year. Mm. Folks, we're talking about Christmas. 
C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S. How hard they all try and knock out that first part of that word, don't they, Rich? That's right. It's about Jesus. I was reading an article about a school in Oklahoma, for goodness sake, not San Francisco folks or New York, but in Oklahoma, and they were in the habit for years of putting out a Christmas program with a manger scene. And some of the students would play Mary, others would play, you know, the Jesus' father, Joseph, and they had the manger scene. And then somebody wrote a letter and said, you have no right to put that into the into the Christmas program of this public school, and we're going to sue your pants off if you don't knock it out. And you know, the school board in Oklahoma said, okay, we'll take it out. Isn't that amazing that we've come to this depth when everybody knows you turn on the news and somebody's shooting somebody, somebody's bringing drugs in to the schools <laughs> and every place else, and everything else, and yet the one thing they couldn't stand in Oklahoma in this particular school district was someone in a Christmas program with a manger scene where the boys and girls would be able to think about it. Well, that's happening all over the country, and uh, we need to stand up for the, the truth of the gospel. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And that's what we celebrate Yes. At Christmas. Here's a song by Jim Reeves. Enjoy it with us. There's an old Christmas card In an old dusty trunk And it brings back sweet memories dear to me Though it's faded and it's as precious as the morn When I found it beneath our first Christmas tree I thrill with every word, every line Guess I'm always sentimental Round this time Pardon me If a tear Falls among my Christmas cheer It's the memory why I get to feeling sentimental about this time every year. But every time I see a Christmas card, I somehow can't help reminiscing about the very first Christmas that you and I spent together. What a beautiful Christmas card you gave me that year. Why, I know you must have looked through thousands of cards to find that wonderful poem that still brings a tear to my eye. I thrill with every word, every line. Guess I'm always sentimental around this time. 
Everybody has a story. Everyone has history in their life. Uh, Rich, what is your earliest memory of Christmas as a child and then as a teenager and working your way through? You're not a kid anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't remember my first my first memory of Christmas. It's hard to recollect. But I remember as a child uh, decorating the Christmas tree and uh, putting the tinsel on it. We had those little little aluminum <laughs> strips or whatever that was that was tinsel. I like to put lots of tinsel. And there yeah. were some really old-fashioned uh, light bulbs that uh, we had to check each of the bulbs because if one was out, the whole string was out. Yeah. So we had to check them all. Yeah. And then we read the Christmas story. That's, the that Bible. was central, yes. Are we keeping Christ central to the whole Christmas meaning and season, things that were happening? That's right. We always did that before we opened up any of the presents. We read the this, this second chapter of Luke, and we read about Jesus coming in the manger because that was God's gift to us. As I am looking, as I am looking through the Christmas cards that we are receiving from our friends, people who know us here, there, and elsewhere, uh, so many of them. Have a wonderful greeting, season greeting, and uh, all kinds of things. But you'd be surprised, folks, how popular it is now to just leave the word out that is so-called controversial. Isn't that sad? Isn't that amazing? Um, in the Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag, one nation under God. And oh, how there are the forces in America want to leave that out. I want to leave that out. Well, I'm finding it more and more as I go to stores. If I initiate Merry Christmas, the, the, the checkout clerk is more than happy to say Merry Christmas back. It seems like it's coming back, and I hope there's a resurgence of that. Now, here is an unusual Christmas story, folks. Uh, <clears throat> there was a time when Paul Harvey was alive on the ABC radio network, and America listened to his news commentary every day, every day. I mean, you talk about popular. Uh, Paul Harvey had a voice uh, and a message and news commentary to all of America. And um, do, did that mean anything to you, Rich? Uh, Paul Harvey? Yeah. Yes, you, good day. You know, that's exactly right. Well, here he is talking about the birds. Now, you would say, what on earth does that have to do with Christmas? Well, let's let Paul Harvey tell the story. Unable to trace its proper parentage, I have designated this as my Christmas story of the man and the birds. You know, the Christmas story, the God born a man in a manger and all that escapes some moderns, mostly, I think, because they seek complex answers to their questions, and this one's so utterly simple. So for the cynics and the skeptics and the unconvinced, I submit a modern parable. Now, the man to whom I'm going to introduce you was not a Scrooge. He was a kind, decent, mostly good man, generous to his family, upright in his dealings with other men, but he just didn't believe all that incarnation stuff which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just didn't make sense, and he was too honest to pretend otherwise. He just couldn't swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. I'm truly sorry to distress you, he told his wife, but I'm not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite, that he'd much rather just stay at home. 
but that he would wait up for them. And so he stayed and they went to the midnight service. Shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier and then went back to his fireside chair and began to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by a thudding sound. Then another, and then another, sort of a thump or a thud. At first, he thought someone must be throwing snowballs against his living room window, but when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled miserably in the snow. They'd been caught in the storm and in a desperate search for shelter had tried to fly through his large landscape window. Well, he couldn't let the poor creatures lie there and freeze, so he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter if he could direct the birds to it. Quickly, he put on a coat, galoshes, tramped through the deepening snow to the barn. He opened the doors wide and turned on a light, but the birds did not come in. He figured food would entice them in. So he hurried back to the house, fetched breadcrumbs, sprinkled them on the snow, making a trail to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs and continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried catching them. He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them, waving his arms. Instead, they scattered in every direction except into the warm-lighted barn. And then he realized that they were afraid of him. To them, he reasoned, I am a strange and terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me. That I'm not trying to hurt them, but to help them. But how? Because any move he made tended to frighten them, confuse them. They just would not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. If only I could be a bird, he thought to himself, and mingle with them and speak their language. Then I could tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way to the safe, warm... to the safe, warm barn, but I would have to be one of them so they could see and hear and understand. At that moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind, and he stood there listening to the bells, Adeste Fidelis, listening to the bells, pealing the glad tidings of Christmas, and he sank to his knees in the snow. You see, that is the birth of the God-man who came among us to be one of us uh, sent from the Father and on earth. And that's beautiful, beautiful illustration, isn't it? And when God took on flesh and dwelt among us. What is our listener comment line? 1-800-345-2621. You see 1-800-345-2621. And when listeners call that line, and then whatever they say is put onto a transcript, and we have a chance uh, to read it and enjoy it Find out what people like and what they don't like about Bot Radio Network because it isn't possible for us to transmit if there are not receivers. <laughs> yeah, and, and we also hear testimonies of lives that have been transformed by the power of the Word of God, and that's such a thrill. Exactly. Here's a listener right now. Yes, this is Mike from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have listened to Bot Radio for over 31 years, basically every day. My favorite pastor is 
Dr. Charles Stanley. He speaks to my soul. And I want to thank uh, Mr. Butt Sr. for starting this network. It's a wonderful thing to have the opportunity to have access to God's Word 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, that's what it's about. Folks, listen to me now. When Bot Radio Network was started, my wife and I had our four little kids, and I had a dream. I had a vision. I knew what I wanted to do because the Word of God is the work of God. And I wanted to have a radio broadcast facility that would feature Bible teaching and preaching and Christian news and information uh, to make a difference in the lives of people. Now, here is a lady. Let's see what she says. Greetings and salutations from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I listen to Bot Radio Network on 95.1 FM, and I just want to say thank you to the entire Bot family for this wonderful, beautiful network and the speakers that have so richly inspired my life that I love to listen to is Robbie Zacharias, John MacArthur, Tony Evans, Janet Porschel, Chip Ingram, and Dr. James Dobson. The Bot Radio Network has so richly inspired my life. I go to bed listening to it and wake up with it. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. How's that make you feel, Rich? Well, that's just a thrill, Dad. I remember when we put that radio station on the air there. That's 100,000 watts in, in from a 1,000-foot tower from Shawnee, Oklahoma, that reaches all the way up into Tulsa and over into Oklahoma City and all across that part of Oklahoma. And it would mean nothing other than if people listen and people hear it, and it does the job. It's the Word of God that does the job. And we transmit it, isn't that? That's right. This lady is is part of the fruit of uh, that preaching of the Word of God. We're so thrilled to hear stories like that. Can I give the listener comment line one more time? 1-800-345-2621. Well, listen, here's another lady. Yes, this is Angela. And first of all, I want you to know that I used to be major addicted to country music. I wouldn't listen to anything else. And then I found Bot Radio, and now I seldom listen to country anymore. I'm usually always have my radio on the 96.9 bar radio in Kansas. I just want to let you know, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, Angela, let me tell you, hon, <laughs> I enjoy listening to country music once in a while too, but it's the Word of God. And being able to have community uh, with the family, that's why we refer to Bot Radio Network really as a family. We really think of it that way, don't we, Thank you, Angela, for listening. Yes, and it's the preaching and teaching of the Word of God that has the power to change hearts and lives today. Rich, when did Mahalia Jackson live? She was born in 1911 and died in January of 1972. 1972, and let's see, 72, 82, 92, and then 2002, and all the way up to 2020. Mahalia Jackson lived a long time ago. She lived in the days of Jim Crow. Oh, yes. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough uh, in those days, but she loved the Lord. She loved the Lord. Too bad that other people didn't love the Lord the same way she did. 
I want the people to listen to Mahalia Jackson singing what she, what, did, what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, I was going to say, I researched this. Um, there's a famous quote that she has, uh, Mahalia Jackson. She sang gospel music, and she said, I sing God's music because it makes me feel free. Uh, Jackson once said about her choice of gospel, adding, it gives me hope. With the blues, when you finish, you still have the blues. Oh, I love that. So gospel music oh. gives her hope. All right, listen to this, folks. Said the night when to the little land. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. Do you see what I see? A star. Shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? A child, a child, shivering in the cold, let us bring him silver and gold, let us bring him The king to the people everywhere Listen to what I say Pray for peace, people everywhere Listen to what I say The child, the child Sleeping in the night He will bring us goodness and light He will Imagine how fast the time goes. I have another listener comment that I wanted to use, and we can't do it. Uh, give us a comment. 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. All right, dear friends. This is Dick Bott with my son, Rich, in the studio at Bott Radio Network, just talking to you folks and enjoying every second of it. We'll see you later. 